Hey, y'all, and welcome to We Needed This, a podcast with Caitlin Heiss and Ellie McKinney. We are beyond excited to create a space for honest conversations. So whether you're a photographer or entrepreneur, sometimes you just need encouragement, support, and perspective, and to know you're not alone. We are so happy you're here, and we can't wait to learn with you, to grow with you, and to connect with you. So click subscribe to hang out with us and get real about business, life, and mindset. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to We Needed This. I'm Caitlin, and I'm here with my good friend, Ellie McKinney. What's up, Ellie? And uh, we're here to talk a little bit about investing in your business. Coming at you with a little straight up business topic. So investing in your business can feel a little overwhelming because there's like so much, right? When we're starting out, I feel like there's so many things and we know we need to upgrade the gear and we need all of the new technology and we need all of the additional stuff that helps us run our business more efficiently. We want to travel. We want to be educated. We want to hire a mentor. I mean, the list is, I mean, are you feeling overwhelmed? I am. <laughs> um, I've been doing this for a minute and I still feel like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what should I be doing this year? We want to talk about investing and maybe make it a little less overwhelming and come up with some ideas of when you should be investing and what you should be investing and the timeline that maybe you should do it in. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> so I think the number one thing that we have to touch on before we get started is that investing in your business should be done in a way that makes sense for you and your goals. Okay. Like you have to know, just like your filter that we talked about for taking advice, you're going to put that filter on because we're going to spit a lot of information at you and you need to know kind of where you stand, who you are in your business, who you're trying to serve, and ultimately what the goals are that you have for your business and your plans for the future. So also like the kind of life you want to live and take, you know, your family or your future plans into consideration as well. Um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure in our industry that every photographer should go full time. I don't know if you feel that way, Ellie, but I feel like that's usually the like, it starts as a side hustle. And then within a year or two years or whatever, like you should be going full time. Yes. It's talked about so much. It's the big goal that everybody puts on themselves, except for a small percentage of people who are like, I really love this. And I also kind of like my career. So I want to do both. And so it's definitely something in our industry where you hear a lot of educators who are like, here's what you need to do to go full time. So I think that's super valid. And I just think, you know, even if that is not your plan, like there's still ways that you could be investing in your business that can help it help your side hustle run more efficiently and things like that. So whether you're full-time or that's your future plan, or, you know, you're always going to keep this as a side hustle. There's somebody, there's something in this for everyone. Yes. And one of the biggest things about investing in your business is it becomes overwhelming, like Caitlin said. So we're going to be sharing a ton of information and it's all super helpful, but I've got to be honest, it all is going to cost money. So before we dig into this, I think it's important to know that spending money on your business is going to make you more money. And so the more that we can be able to create a healthy relationship with ourselves and money, the more success we're going to see in our business because we will be saving time by 
spending on these things that we can add to our business. So here's the thing. Whenever it comes to running and operating a business, there are a lot of stressors. So when we're going through tools and resources today that you can add to your business, just know we fully stand behind these things because we have seen so much success from utilizing these tools and resources and investing in our own businesses and want you to know that this is what helped us get to where we're at. So if you hear anything um, that doesn't feel right in your business, again, you don't have to go that route. And there's going to be different times, as Caitlin mentioned, where things are going to take priority. Um, but back to the money piece, we have to continue a healthy relationship and understand the way that money works in our business. So if you haven't yet, I highly suggest reading You're a Badass at Making Money. It really helped me change the way that I think about money. And I used to be so afraid to invest in my business and it was holding me back. So do some research, get that money mindset right, be ready to <laughs> grow and accept changes that you have to make financially to be able to become more successful. And from there, I think we have some golden nuggets to send your way through this conversation. Well, I want to touch on too that slow growing is still growing. You know, I feel like we get into it and we feel like we have, like we were saying before, it's like, we know all of the big lists of things that we want to do or that we need to do, or that we feel like would be really cool if we did. And that can be really overwhelming. Like you said, cause you realize it's going to cost a lot, you know, it's not cheap. And so I feel like there's a pressure to like dump all of your money in all at once. And you can do this in incremental steps. You don't have to feel like you need to go out and like get all new everything and do all of things all at once. So don't hear this and be overwhelmed. Take this information and view it as like, I guess a roadmap, a little GPS. That yes. we're setting for you. And on the flip side, don't take your time. If you're the, if you're in a place where you're like, you know, I've been photographing, I really got to get organized and I've saved some money to invest in this, this year. We talked to that about that a little bit in a previous episode with new year's goals go full force. So I think there's a, a big difference in knowing where you're at in your business, taking your time, being able to slow down. But then if you're ready to go and you love the ideas that we're mentioning today, go ahead and book you three or four of these systems and get them in place. You know what I mean? So um, being able to do that self-awareness piece and realize where you're at before listening to this conversation is I think going to be pretty helpful. Yeah. Know where you are before, before proceeding. That use your filter yes that, let's get back to using the, it that should be the disclaimer on every episode now it's like okay remember that filter we built in episode whatever like take that out like we're ready welcome if you're new here please listen to episode yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> um but for real okay so we're gonna talk first about our must-haves like these are just our foundational things like I personally would not be able to function anymore without them. There was a time before them. It was a dark time. Here we are. <laughs> We've come so far. Um, but I feel like the number one thing, and this actually, I feel like in if we're looking at chronological order of things that I did, this the same for me. had to have been like number one, two, or three. Like this is, mm -hmm. and I think all of the things that we have on, we have a little list here, people, but all the little things we have on our list here on our must-haves I, I don't know like exactly what order but they were all right there together so if especially if you're just starting this is huge so number one a CRM a client relations manager is 
number one. Like that's got to be number one. And I say this because you've started, you've like really started like mastering your craft. You're starting to take clients and people are going to start referring you and all these great things that you've been working so hard for. I know you're like feeling excited. It can get really overwhelming to keep up with contracts and emails and, you know, all of the things that go into it, your price list, your invoices, all of that stuff. It can just, I mean, it starts piling up really quickly. Like think about all of the documents that you need for one client and then multiply that by however many clients you think you're going to have this year. I mean, it can get out of hand really quickly. I think just the number one thing about that is just the organization factor alone is a game changer. Cause that's, I feel like a really big stressor when you're dealing with a lot of different types of clients. So like if you shoot weddings, if you shoot lifestyle or maternity, all of that mini sessions, like anything like that, just having to keep all that organized in the first place is so hard. So I feel like that's the number one benefit. Yeah. The CRM was super important for me as well. And I specifically remember that was like my step two, I think, next to websites. Website was my number one. I tell a story all the time, but whenever my little boy would nap, this is what I would spend my time doing. And I think, yes, it shows that your clients um, have someone that they can trust because you're putting your information out there in a professional way. But I will say the reason that I'm so passionate about websites and making sure that you have that if you're looking to grow a business is because you have to set up the self-awareness to be able to know what you want to communicate, to know what photos represent your brand, and to know how you want people to contact you, communication. All of those things align to be able to create a website. And so without that piece, and I've met plenty of photographers who, you know, skip the website piece because of comparison fatigue and just not knowing if their pictures are good enough yet, just like the episode we have about just starting that website, I'm telling you right now, if you are starting your business, know that that website is going to bring you more of the clientele that you're looking for than you can ever imagine. It'll help grow your business more than you ever could have imagined because you are willing to set up your branding, your why is put out there. If you have an about me page, Having something where any stranger could take it a step further and get to know you from a professional standpoint outside of social media will increase their like likelihood of booking you by 50%. I wish I could remember the study I read like three years ago where it said this. So it's probably like 75% now. <laughs> right. Um, but if you have a website that truly represents your brand and what you want to book, you're going to see so much success and you'll have even more clients to put in that CRM. So I really push for... Um, the importance of website from a self-awareness piece. While I think whenever we first think of website, it goes into like, oh yeah, that's like professional, but really it, it takes the inner work to be able to communicate that stuff clearly. Well, and some of these have investments within the investment, right? So it takes time and money to subscribe to whatever website provider that you're going to subscribe to. Any of them can be great. You know, you can always change in the future. I think that is such a good point about website is that is a critical part of your business that I think it's important to just start, like start building it, start getting your thoughts out because I mean, yes, you can always go back and hire someone professional to come in and like redesign and do all this stuff, but there are so many great resources and every website builder out there has amazing templates, templates and resources yeah. that you can use to make your first 
website. And so I think what Ellie's saying is actually getting down the verbiage about the like spirit and personality of your business, like, and putting that somewhere and really building around that is so important, like for your client experience. But also I think it like, (laughs) I don't want to say it's a fake it till you make it thing, but like, I think for (laughs) us, it makes us feel like it takes it from, you know, when people are like, oh, like, oh, like you take really good pictures. It like takes you from like taking really good pictures to like, no, I'm a photographer. Like this is my photography business. I think we have to kind of like model that even as we're like learning to like step into it and like believe it ourselves. Like I think making that website, or at least for me, it was like, well, it's a www. I'm official. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I've got like something on the internet, like you can go and look at it. So I feel like it helps your confidence too exactly and then when you combine that with the crm because like when you see contact forms and all that stuff on your favorite photographers websites like i would wager to say i don't want to say 100 percent, but like i mean pretty much all of those are connected to a crm so all of that information can be processed accordingly and that will help major with your workflows and routine so If you're coming back from listening to the neurodivergence episode, we talked about routine. We talked about, you know, creating good habits to help us manage our business while we're also managing things that are going on in our life. So a CRM too, along with your website is going to help that workflow start to make sense because they're going to go to the website. They're going to see the contact form. They're going to fill it out. And then it automatically kind of starts them in that workflow from the CRM. So those two things work really beautifully together. So like we said, this is one of those really great opportunities where knowing where you stand too, it's like, are you ready to hire the designer? Because this isn't just for people that are just starting out. Yes. If you're just starting out, go and make yourself a website. You can do it today. But if you already have a website, you know, this may be still an opportunity for you to make a big investment to really level up your business. So knowing where you are and what you need right now is critical to that piece. And even switching host because... I started off with Wix.com because it was so easy for me to just whip up a website. I was like, boom, I'm official. And then I realized (laughs) SEO matters. And so taking that next step in my business, your website is always a working document. It's you're going to change style over time. You're going to want to show new photos and the way that you've adjusted your editing style. And so being able to partner the website as like the soul of your business and how people get to know and understand what you offer and the services that they can see themselves receiving versus how you manage the time and experience that they get from you. So those two things, that's why we so love this relationship between websites and CRMs because having both really levels up your client experience and it just gives this full circle moment for the clients who were attracted to you and hired you to get that end result. And I think it's important also to just exist somewhere other than social media. I mean, we all love social media. We all probably consume entirely too much of it, but we have seen, my God, in the last few years, the algorithms and the shifts <laughs> and like everything that happens. It's like, I think it's the so new important. Apps. Yeah. Oh, well that, and like every time, you know, like every two years, like when Instagram, somebody like forgets to plug something in and Instagram goes down and the whole like world starts panicking. I think it's just important that like, all of your portfolio and everything lives somewhere else too. So 
Also, if you already have that website and you ain't updated the portfolio section of your website in a while, or you ain't blog nothing in a minute, I'm saying that at myself. Um, now time. <laughs> Do that while you're listening to this episode. <laughs> uh, but don't forget to update as you go. And I think the number three, or at least it was for me, was a gallery service. Again, there are tons of options out there. They all have different features. You'll know what's best for you. But I think there's just something so polished and pretty and warm and fuzzy feeling about (laughs) receiving your photos this way. Now, if you're delivering through like a file sharing service like Dropbox or Google Drive, like we all got to start somewhere. I get it. But I think it really makes you look more professional when the presentation of your work is leveled up. Yeah. And here's the thing with gallery services is that honestly, each thing we've talked about so far, you can make money from having these things. So your websites, you're going to get more inquiries because of your professionalism, your CRM, you can ask um, for more money because you're, you know, have a high level client experience. And then from a gallery service, you can sell prints. So yes, we know all of these things cost money, but it directly positive impacts the amount of money we're receiving as a business. And so that's just to recap the portion of like, okay, we know all of these are an investment, but if your relationship with money is something you're working on, know that full force, we have seen it in our business, in our friends' businesses, money comes from investing in something like a gallery service because of those things. Yeah. I love being able to tell my clients too. It's like, listen, like everything that you need is in here. It makes their experience so much more seamless and simple. It's like, listen, if you want to get print somewhere else, that's totally fine. Here's how you do that. But you don't even have to leave this link in order to do it. And it's just a convenience factor for them too. So I think that I sometimes forget, well, I forget because it's like a set it and forget it kind of thing. Like you go in there and set your prices and like have all that stuff there as far as the um, marketplace or like where you're selling prints or albums or whatever. And so it really is like true passive income because it's not something you have to manage all the time. You just have to remind people that it's there. So, you know, sometimes you can pay for your gallery service by just the prints and items that you merchandise that you sell from the storefront. And it's a confidence booster because every time <laughs> I, feel like I get so the many little, of these things, it's like, oh, yes. Every time I get the little notification, I'm like, this couple or these people have chosen my work to be artwork in their home because you see what they're purchasing and it gives a rundown, but you can take it a step further and realize what you're creating truly is art. And so whenever I'm feeling a little lost or just you know, in that headspace where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm truly an artist. I'm like, somebody just purchased this to put on a wall in their home. Like I am hype. This is like a forever commitment that they trusted me to make something that they connect with on a deep level that they want to see every day. And there's nothing more beautiful than that as an artist to realize that you are, you know, helping keep those memories forever. And they've chosen truly artwork for their walls. That is literally one of the most emotional points of my job. I swear I don't walk around with my camera crying all day long, but I still maybe, like, I, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I promise like I am still not desensitized. Like, I don't know how many weddings I've been to at this point. It's a lot, but I'm still not desensitized to the whole thing. But I promise you one of the things that gets me every single time is 
well, it's like a twofold thing, either walking into their reception area when I'm like shooting details and seeing engagement photos that I've taken, like printed and put everywhere. Like a lot of people incorporate them to in like, like on table decor Tables. or like yeah. there. Yeah. So I get emotional because I'm like, oh, look at it. it's like in real life, you know, like I'm used to only seeing it through the screen, but then I still shoot lifestyle. So when I, and I definitely love doing it for my former like wedding clients and stuff like that. So they're like, they just had a baby or they're like getting ready to have their baby. And it's like, they call me and they're like, would you want to shoot this? And I like, that makes me emotional because you know, that's just who I am at this point. But also when I go in their house and I see, when I see it, when I see the wedding photos on the walls, I can't tell you if you're my client, you're listening to this, you know, that I've walked into your house and like been about to cry or been like, Oh my God, like freaking out because it like feels like it really gives it so much life. So anyways, yeah. One of the things that you all can do to, to just feel more connected and to continue that lasting relationship with your clients, even if you don't offer lifestyle sessions and things like that, one of the sentences that I put into, um, automation, which we'll get back to that in a little bit, but specifically for the galleries is I have a sentence in there that says, um, thank you so much for your purchase, blah, blah, blah. And then it says, I would love for you to send me a picture once you get it on your walls or once you receive it. And so then they end up posting it on their stories and other people can see it. And I love getting tagged in those. Oh my gosh. So like, ask for it. Don't look at other photographers and be like, Oh, I wish my clients would do that. You're in charge. You get to ask people and invite people to be a part of that process. So add that little sentence in there whenever you're either sending galleries or if you have, you know, a gallery service that you can add that, that little piece of excitement in there. I love it. That's such a good idea. Cause I've never done that before. I need to go in there and add that. I used to be like, what? I want my clients to, I'm like, Oh, I can ask them. I can be like, hey, it's like, I want to get it excited is a little with high. you. It is a little high when you get like the tag on the Instagram story and you're like, oh, like they're sharing their photos. Like you're already excited about it. But then it's like, no, baby, you're on the wall. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why I love that, but I do. Um, But let's say, okay. So let's say you, you're, you're here, you've covered the basics. Your life is already running so much easier because you have a CRM. You have all your stuff in one place. Your website's looking great. Maybe you're going to, maybe you've worked on it yourself. Maybe you're getting ready to hire a designer and like really level that thing up. And you obviously have your gallery service. You're delivering your photos, all that good stuff. So like, then what, you know, I'm a huge, I don't know if you might have said this out loud. I was an education major. You haven't said that on this podcast. I haven't said that yet. Okay. So two seconds aside about me, I went four years to be a high school history teacher, LOL. (laughs) And right before I got my student teaching placement, I changed my major. My parents were thrilled. Not really, but it's okay. They were very supportive. So shout out, shout out to them. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I am always like the kid who like loves school supplies and buying the new notebook, even though I have no reason really to have them now. I do everything online, but I'm very passionate about continuing to learn. Like That's one thing that I've loved about this business is it's given me a reason to like take classes again, like not necessarily like in a school setting, but like giving myself learning opportunities. So I feel like education and workshops, things of that nature is a big one. Like once you've already, I feel like you can still be doing it as you're a beginner, but you know, once you're really settled and like kind of have that foundation, education is a huge one to start investing in like immediately. 
Yeah, there's so, and we talked about this uh, previously, but there's so many options. And so just being able to know what are you looking to get out of the education that you're sorting through? There's so many opportunities from mentoring to uh, in-person workshops to online courses. And there's even terminology like styled shoot or workshop. And those are two very different things because one, you're getting education and content and the other, you're just strictly getting content. And so there've been different times in my business where I'm like, you know what? I just need fresh content. I've got so many things in the works. I don't need to take on any information right now. My head might explode, but I know I want to show up with more destination weddings or whatever it is that you're really working on. And then at other times in my business, I'm like, man, I don't have time to like go to a workshop, but I really need to know more about pricing in a luxury market. What should this look like? Who are people who are leading the business in these areas? And so, yes, there are a ton of resources and using that filter that we love to mention to dig in and figure out direction for where your time should be spent in what information you're soaking up. Yeah, I love that. And it goes back to trust too. I think, my gosh, in the last episode, if you listen, <laughs> shout out to you for making it back because we were like, trust is the... I know. I feel like we should have a cheer that spells out trust or something. Yeah, it was something. over and over again. That's a future episode maybe, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but seriously, like doing your research and really being able to, to have trust and knowing that the people that you're, if you're going to learn from somebody that you understand kind of like what we talked about before, like what their specialty is or what they really love teaching on, having all that information is really important because like you are giving them your money. So that comes back to the money aspect, like being smart with where you invest your money and also knowing, especially when it comes to like workshops, style shoots, content days, I know all of those words get like thrown around and they do have def and they do definitely have specific meanings, but you still want to delve into like, you know, sometimes it's just, it comes down to semantics and words can be interchanged. So knowing what those days are going to look like and what you can expect to get out of it before you invest your money is really important. Um, and also making sure that those serve your goals. So I feel like a lot of us see destinations and stuff like that. I mean, it's definitely a goal in my business to be serving destination clients, you know, and, and maybe that's a goal for you too. So knowing that it may cost a little bit more to go and to travel in the first place, but prioritizing that if it serves your goals. Also, you know, on the flip side of that, maybe you want to stay locally. Like you don't, you're not big on travel or that's not something that right. like you want to do for work. You want to save that for fun only, which I totally respect. Like then you'll know to look for things that can connect you with more local vendors or other local creatives. And just knowing that about yourself. One thing I will say is sometimes you don't know until you go. I promise I'm not trying to come up with all these little. You don't little... know until you go. <laughs> you but don't like you know don't. until you know. Like I'm not meaning to have like a million different little mottos, but I guess that's my thing is like a little one-liner every once in a while. But, you know, sometimes it takes you going to on a destination trip and like really seeing like what that would look like in the process of planning. You know what I mean? Like, and then you'll know, like, does this fit my goals or not? So it can still serve a good purpose to like make that investment and have that experience to know, like, is this a direction that I really want to take my business in? Um, but also like, 
if you know for sure already, but like destination elopements and events and weddings and all that stuff, I would say invest that way and invest in travel. Yes. And if we flip perspective on this, there's a lot of us who are interested in educating and mentoring and things like that. So if you're in the part of your business where you've experienced education workshops and you're saying, oh my gosh, I would do this, this, and this differently, or I wish it was like this. I think that's a beautiful sign that you are capable of doing these things too. And understanding that people are researching now, like we're, we just talked about it. We really want people to research what their money is going to be best invested in. And so as somebody who's hosting, um, I'm throwing a workshop in Iceland in the summer and I am just like so giddy and excited and also nervous because I know there's a group of photographers that I really want to make sure communication is clear to be able to understand what they are trying to get out of this. And so as somebody who's hosting, if you're in that position or want to be soon, make sure you're asking those questions, sending questionnaires, figuring out you want to go to Iceland for what? For elopements, for sightseeing, and really making sure that you're level setting expectations because I truly believe that communication goes both ways. And so just as much as people need to research to figure out where they want to invest their money, I truly, truly cannot believe this enough that if you're somebody who is hosting an education platform or something of that nature, you've got to invest some time in figuring out what the attendees are looking to get out of it too, so that you can just have better understanding, more camaraderie between everybody involved and just overall hype and excitement instead of stressors. Not to say stressors won't be there, but to really understand and know that you have everybody's best interest and you're working through it together. We know these are all great ways to level up your business, but hey, can we talk about my favorite topic in the whole entire world? I can't wait because I knew you were <laughs> going to be excited about this one. I put it on the list and I was like, I, this is just my little gift to Ellie for today. <laughs> I'm obsessed with outsourcing. Honestly, I think anybody who has had outsourcing help their business is equally obsessed. So I can't be alone. And listen, I've made poor decisions with outsourcing. I have made some wrong decisions with outsourcing, but I have completely changed my business with outsourcing as well. And sometimes it's trial and error. Sometimes we invest our money into things that do not benefit us directly and we learn and grow. And if our money relationship is where it could be, then we understand that's just part of the process and we take an L and find some more W's. You know what I mean? We got to keep moving. <laughs> so with outsourcing, there's multiple ways that you could do this in your business. And I think the first one for me that was huge was virtual assistants. So I've never had a virtual assistant. So I want to hear about this because it's something I've like heard a lot of people throw around and I know that you use them, but I'm like, yes. what would that even look like? Okay. Listen, I, we're going to talk about it. And if I talk too long, give me like an eyebrow raise to be like, Gary, I got you. Okay. So here's the thing in our industry, there's a lot of virtual assistants who have Instagram. So if you do hashtag virtual assistant or photographer, virtual assistant, you will find lots of searches and results on Instagram because people have realized, Hey, I'm really good at assisting. I'm going to make this my job. And so they want to find people like us who run our business to be able to help us in return and create that relationship where we can outsource things to somebody who is just ready to take that all on. 
I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I am saying is that was not a good fit for me because I kept finding these people who were either DMing or just from me searching who were like, Hey, I want to help with your business. And I would look at their expertise and be like, nah, like I'm already good at those things. I don't actually love that part of my business. Like I don't need that help, but Hey, having help would be really great. And so a lot of people can find assistants that do exactly what they're looking for and have great success. However, I went a little, I don't even know, non-traditional. I just took (laughs) matters into my own hands, which sometimes has led me into some pretty interesting directions, but this time it worked beautifully. And what I did was I put an application on my website and it said virtual assistant. I started Googling what a virtual assistant job description looks like, and I put together my own. I needed somebody who was great with emails. I needed somebody who could help me um, come up with pretty things on Canva to post to show up more. I needed somebody who could help book my travel because it stresses me out, and I really hate uh, like earning points and stuff. Like, Why does that annoy me? I don't know. It's just, it was not my bread and butter of why I became a photographer. So I made a, uh, you know, application on my website, posted it on my Instagram, posted it on my Facebook. Literally, I I was looking for anyone and everyone who was potentially interested and decided to have a very lengthy contact form where people could put why they thought they would be a good fit, experience that they had, all of this good stuff. All of that to say, I got in lots of applications from people I never even realized, hey, this person is already a connection of mine. I know them very well. I would trust them with my passwords type feeling (laughs) and was like, wait, (laughs) major key, yeah, (laughs) major key. This is actually really cool. Long story short, I came down to the interview process where I had three people I really liked. And I was so confused because one person was like organization queen. Now Amy uh, is organization queen. And I was like, okay, I need her. She might like kill me in the process, but like, wow, you like love order. Hmm. Never knew what that felt like. She would be really great to invite into my business. And then there was a creative queen and it ended up being something where I was like, I could do these things, but I don't have time. And I actually really trust Um, she was an influencer previously. And so she had all of these blogs and things that she was great at, like putting pictures with words and making it inviting. And so I thought, oh, I really need help with that, especially from an education standpoint, because there's so much information I want to put out there. And then there was a travel queen. They ended up being all queens. So that was really fun. But, um, Lauren helps me with travel. And so instead of hiring one person who it would be hard to find one person who's creative organization and knows a lot about traveling. (laughs) Um, We're here for respecting people's specialties. So 1000%. And so what I did is I ended up having an honest conversation with all of them being like, Hey, I was looking for 15 to 20 hours, but like you know, if this is your side hustle or something that you don't need many hours, would you be interested in about five hours a week, you know, as a starting point? And then we can grow from there if needed. But how would you feel? They were so excited. They didn't have to do the other parts. <laughs> You're like, thank God. Cause I was trying to figure out how I was going to become a graphic <laughs> designer overnight. 
Right. And that's a pretty long story. So if you're still with us, thank you for bearing. However, I think it's super important to just know you can think outside of the box and it doesn't all, you don't always have to rely on something that exists to directly invest in. You might have a relationship um, that you can grow and develop into what you need in your business. And you're also supporting, like in my case, I had people from out of state apply, but I ended up with North Carolina, South Carolina people. And so we get to get together on like, um, we have an upcoming like company retreat for the four of us. And it's just like really special to just regroup. And now I have so much more knowledge as a business owner and I've been able to grow in different ways I never would have without their help. Like they have really developed Ellie McKinney photography into something so much more than I ever thought it could be. I love that. that's like really inspiring because the whole process like I think I've said before like if I know I'm not gonna win then I don't play so sometimes I'm like if I feel really overwhelmed I'm like or I could just I'm doing okay like doing it all myself I could just wait I could just set that to the side I don't have to do that right now so that I think knowing that you can customize it to your like best fit is such an important thing to remember because it really is like if you don't ask and the answer is always no and like but I would not have had maybe the courage to be like okay like I don't want any of this I actually want this so can we choose my own adventure and like make my own virtual assistant into what I want them to be I think is a really important yeah and if you're in this place go ahead and dm us or email us I still have the web page it's hidden so it's not like easy to find but I can send it for anybody to check out if you want to do the same thing Oh, so cool. Love that. I'm gonna have to take a peek at that later. Yes. <laughs> um, but another, okay. So all of these are about outsourcing. We have several things here that we want to talk about. So another big one is social media management. And I feel like while social media management is obviously about like content production and like, we know that social media is like a major part of our business and the way that we have to show up and all of that kind of stuff. And like, and it can be a lot of fun. I mean, let's not, it's not all negative. Like we know that while social media comes with its own trials and tribulations in its own special way, mm-hmm. it can still be, you know, like uh, the way that we connect with each other, the way that we're inspired, the way that we, you know, um, evolve our craft over time by like soaking up other people's artwork and like, you know, being inspired by different things. Um, I feel like social media management also comes down to mental health in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, that might not be like the initial reaction when you think about like, oh, I should get a social media manager. I think I knew it was time to get a social media manager when I realized how it was impacting my mental health being on social media all the time. So when I realized that I was like having a really unhealthy relationship with social media or just managing my own social media, um, that's when I looked to outsource and I did outsource for the majority of last year. So that was pretty crazy. That was like probably the biggest outsourcing step that I had ever taken. Um, and I think for a, for a while it was really good for my mental health and just my time management, because I felt like, I feel like we can all relate to like having these awesome pictures that you want to share and being really excited about something, but like the caption, block hits us all and we're like what am I gonna write for this like I don't know like maybe I hadn't planned out all my posts or like whatever I should have done and I'm like trying to make something on the plot like all of those things I know we've all been there um so that helped me a lot as far as like kind of giving myself a break um 
I will say on the flip side of that, and I know Ellie, you're going to touch on this too. Like it did make me feel a little bit um, like disconnected over time. So I think it's good to realize that a lot of these things that, especially when it comes to outsourcing or, you know, um, or really any of these investments, like they can work for you while for a while and be a good fit. Um, but then, you know, it's okay. Like if you like evolve and you need to go in a different direction, because for me, even though I was a part of all the content and I was helping to create all of the content that was being made, I still felt, um, or like over time, like as my relationship with social media got healthier, cause it did, it definitely helped my relationship with social media. It made me feel like disconnected um, from the industry and disconnected even from my work a little bit, like not so much in the creation of it, but like in the sharing of it, I felt kind of like, I don't know, like not as personal with that part of it, which I realized was something that I really missed. So it definitely helped me kind of create better boundaries and better strategies for managing social media. So I still feel like it was definitely worth the investment, but now like my relationship with this thing of social media has just changed in a positive way. So I feel like it's something that I don't necessarily need to outsource anymore. Yeah. And I had all similar feelings. It, it was after I hired my assistants that we were working on so many things that I realized I needed somebody to help me out with social media because I had been doing it for a while. I felt like I was being repetitive and I was like, this is so great to get somebody fresh and new. Yes, brand, I cannot agree with that more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and in the meetings that we had, the brand voice that was communicated, the colors were communicated, everything, the images that I really wanted to showcase the most to create uh, that emotive feeling and continuously show up in the ways that I had decided to. Let me tell you all, this was probably like, I would never take it back because it led me to so many realizations that it was not the right direction. And if I wouldn't have had that moment, then maybe I would be still sitting here thinking like, oh, I really need to hire somebody for social media. Right. Here's the thing. It could be a perfect option for somebody else. But for me, I pay a ton of attention to whether I'm inclusive, the verbiage that I'm using. I don't use white colored heart emojis just because I'm a wedding photographer. I use orange. It's my branding color. It's a little bit more lively. Something as silly as using a different emoji from what I was normally using made it feel so less authentic. And I've always been somebody to post off of emotion. And I was trying to turn this um, part of my business into such a automated piece that felt so connected to the art I was creating, all of those feelings shifted and it felt like my business and my emotions were being like computerized in a way. Like it yeah. was now a technical piece of my business and I didn't get to speak to how I connected to that moment because everything needed to be turned in at a certain time. And I'm an, Im I mean, look, we know that Instagram wants us to like do specific things and posting during certain times is great, but I let that go a long time ago because I show up way more intimately in my business if I post based off of um, feeling rather than strategy. And I'm okay with like admitting that and admitting there's probably a ton of marketing people out there who are like, don't do that. But it got me so far in my business. My business grew the most when I was doing that. So it, what's 
worked for me. And as soon as I let that go and decided, okay, these are steps one through four, how you're supposed to do social media. And I tried my best to be like, yes, this exact layout is what everybody should be doing. I couldn't stand by it because I was so separated from it, like you said. And it was one of the things that I realized this will never work for me. I never need to go back to outsourcing social media because it's not real enough nor are people comfortable talking about some of the same things that I want to talk about in captions from a, you know, outsourcing standpoint. So I think we both learned a very good lesson with that piece. And it's not to say that it's not the perfect fit for somebody else, because if social media is stopping you from showing up in other ways in your business, then you know, that's something you should outsource. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think that sums it up the best for me is like when it, was really impacting like how I was actually functioning day to day, you know, that was the time where social media management and outsourcing that saved me. But then it was like, once I kind of relearned like how to deal with it in a healthier way, it was like, okay, then I missed the personal piece. So I feel like with any outsourcing, there are like different aspects of your business or your mentality when it comes to your business of, you know, kind of like where you're at and what you're dealing with, or, you know, maybe it becomes more apparent to you as you like move through your business, like what stresses you out and what doesn't. So I think knowing when to ask for help and when to seek, um, like, or when to seek out help to bring onto your team or anything like that, like knowing when, and like then knowing when it doesn't fit your goals anymore, like that's why we keep coming back to that and keep saying it is because that does evolve and change. And it may, it may, there may come a point where I do it again because I'm in like a bad headspace or it's like taking too much of my mental space to like keep up with social media. But, you know, I think it's important to like be self-aware enough to like recognize those things. Yeah. And my little secret is that my creative assistant has been with me over a year And so she knows the brand voice. We talk every single week. Like she knows me and what I stand for and what I want this business um, to be. And to be honest, she believes in me wholeheartedly. She truly believes in this direction and is excited to be a part of it. And so now I'm in a place where I can start sharing some of that social media with her and being able to ask for help because we've created such a good relationship. So that virtual assistant job can kind of shift and change as you go, which I think is the coolest part about of it and why I'm so passionate about it. Um, But so it's not to say I'm not getting help with social media ever again. It's just going to look very different with a stronger relationship with somebody who truly believes in the vision and can stand by it. Boom. All right. So next up, we're going to talk about something a little more technical. We're talking about SEO people. And I'm starting this off because I'm right there with you. If you're sitting there and you're not doing enough about SEO, um, me too. So we're going to sit here together because I know that this is something that I need to invest in because I do not have enough of the skill set to master it alone. Um, But lucky for us, Ellie has thoughts and feelings. Um, so she's going to share that with us, <laughs> but I feel like this is a perfect example of when, you know, you need to outsource something is if you know, you need it, but you just don't have the actual like expertise or knowledge to do it. Like hire somebody to do that. You know what I mean? And I'm telling this to myself, like, why have I, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, Caitlin, what are we doing? Um, but yeah, outsource your SEO <laughs> for that beautiful website that you built. It should be optimized. 
Yes. Search engine optimization. Uh, fun fact, I have never focused on SEO a day in my life. So right there with you. Um, and that comes I thought as a I was surprise. all alone. That made nope. me feel better. Okay. It comes as a surprise, especially during mentoring sessions, because I'm like, hey, I actually can't help with this piece because I do not do it. I have seen a ton of success without touching it. Here's the thing. I have a ton of friends who have seen so much success by focusing on that. So yeah, here, here's the thing. We're mentioning so many different avenues you could take with outsourcing and focuses. And I'll get to SEO one day and so will Caitlin and we'll be there and we'll be loving <laughs> we it. And we'll be like, can you believe we never even tried? <laughs> right. um, but look, Caitlin and I have focused on very different things that have made both of our businesses very profitable and successful. So I think there's a lot to celebrate no matter what path you decide to take. I do have someone um, who's actually out of Raleigh, North Carolina, who is an SEO genius. So maybe that's a future episode. Maybe that's a DM you send us and I can send you his information. Um, but here's the thing. SEO is extremely helpful. We do know that part. And we understand that people are Googling things all the time and we want to show up on Google. So it's just something that is going to help your business grow. And if you're ready to invest money into it, there are classes out there, or there are people who you can hire to completely take over your website and help you with that. So it's another example of where we're at in our business. Is it important to focus on right now? And every person is going to look very different on this journey and just deciding what comes first in your business that will align with your values and where you want to spend your money and time. And last but certainly not least is, oh, she can't even like, say it. Oh. Gonna, <laughs> this is one of those things where I feel like I have strong opinions, but I am so genuinely supportive of whatever anybody chooses to do that serves them best. Um, But you can outsource your editing. Okay. Yes. I said it. And there's nothing wrong with doing that at all. Like, I don't want that to come across. It's just, like I said, I think if you hung around with us, you know that I never want to be taken the wrong way or misunderstood, but this is just something that I don't connect with. Like I've actually tried it and I just didn't connect with it in the way that I thought that I would, because like editing is so personal to me and like the way that I'm like, well, I think Ellie said, like, I'm like the editing crazy person. Like I like love consistency and I love, you know, like making something consistent with my work, but yet unique to the day. And like, tell you know, like, so for me, like editing is a part of that. Like, it's not just like the last step. It's like, you know, very, it's, it's as much important to me as like the way that we capture the day and the way that I like take photos is editing is that important. So and then you have me. <laughs> and I outsource every single session and wedding. And I'm so happy to say that. And I do it for the same reasons you don't and it's consistency. So yes, yes. I think there's, it's, everything is twofold. Everything is, and I used to be so like, oh, I don't know if I should tell people I outsource. Like, no, I spend the extra investment to make sure my entire reception gallery is lit consistently consistently with an edit because I know myself and whenever I edit in the morning or edit at night, 
skin tones can look different depending on how I'm feeling, how the sun is where, hitting my skin. Yes, where the sun is. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Sorry. That just, I really related to that so much. Like, yes, because I, I prefer editing in the evening because of that. Exactly. I'm yeah. on the same page. Um, but here's the thing, just because I outsource editing doesn't mean I'm not editing. I am not outsourcing editing and turning in the gallery. So I outsource the beginning stages is what I like to call it, where we're fixing exposure and making sure skin tones are fresh and clean. And then I go in and make adjustments to every single one. So I go through every single picture, but it saves me two to three hours on an eight hour project. Yeah. So I feel like the way that I feel about outsourcing editing is very much similar to the way that I feel like I feel about outsourcing social media is I feel like editing can be one of the most like overwhelming and mentally taxing parts of what we do just because like there is that pressure to be consistent. I mean, that to me, in my mind, that should be your number one goal, but like you do you, but you know, like consistency and making sure it's, you know, representative of our work and our brand and like all that stuff. Plus just like the sheer volume of photos that we take. If you're an overshooter mm -hmm. like me, um, you know, it can be, or, and then you get into busy season. Let's not, that's just, that's just the mental load for one gallery. Right. And then we get into busy season and we start talking about, you know, the sheer volume of weddings or sessions or whatever you're doing. So I feel like there are aspects of editing that I'm okay with outsourcing. Like you said, like the beginning stages of, mm -hmm. as long as I still get to have that creative touch. Now, when I said outsourcing, I meant having an individual person edit for you. I used and to do not, that too. Yeah. And I would still go through every picture. Right. So yeah, I don't do that, but I do use some AI stuff that helps me in the beginning stages as well. Does that count? Am I an outsourcer? And I didn't you know. You are it? definitely an editing outsourcer. <gasps> no. Oh my God. Okay. 1000% well, categorized and we're oh breaking hearts God. today. Okay. So I just didn't realize that. I think the way I was using the word, I didn't realize that we were okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Wow. Okay. Let me just like reassess my identity really quick. <laughs> um, I think that that for me, like when I look at it, like, I'm, and it is still personal, like, yeah, I have to like touch every single image. Like I can't just send it out to like an individual and like, let them do it. And then let them, you know what I mean? Do, like, and they're in this business for a different reason, but I think me and you are on the same page. Like we love the artistic approach of being a part of every process and I love recropping images and yes. turning them <laughs> into landscape, even though they were, I mean, just like switching stuff up. And if I were to outsource and not look at any of the photos, I wouldn't feel like I was creating art at that point. And that's where my mental state would be stopped, which I think is like similar to where yours is. Um, but using AI is a way of life in my business and every single thing I shoot that's what I was talking about for consistency it is AI looks at it first to make sure I'm not going cuckoo and they right. know how I like my greens and they know <laughs> like what, what yes. I'm going for, but it doesn't make it perfect, not even close. And so even if a client is listening right now and they want a future career in photography or somebody who's never outsourced, I think AI is a beautiful place to start. 
that is that's so funny because like I was thinking about like a person taking over my so that just goes to show you there's like tons of ways I didn't even realize I was doing that that's probably gonna be hilarious later but that's okay um (laughs) but yeah no I feel like anything whatever you outsource I think it's important to still feel connected because what we're doing is so personal, like, yes, like Mm -hmm. we have a business to run and we want to find balance and all of that stuff. And like, we're only one person, but I think the way that you find success, like even in the ways that you outsource when it's other people, like you have such a strong connection with them and like they connect with your brand. So I think staying connected in whatever you're outsourcing is so important and, you know, like keeping in touch with like what lights you up about you know, the art that you create, I think is really important to stay true to. And then making sure that the tools or the, your investments really just build that up further rather than like separating you from it. Yeah, that's beautiful. So if you're listening to this episode and you have found a few moments where you're like, Hmm, what's that? Or what do you use? Or I want to know more about this. Feel free to see us, send us a DM or message us, uh, send us an email. And we are here to dig in deeper to these topics because while we meant to make this a quick little episode of goodness, <laughs> we funny had, how that happens. Oh my gosh. And there was so much passion. I don't even think we were knowing that was going to come out of our mouths on resources and tools, but it did. And so I think it just shows we'd love to continue this conversation with you. So reach out at any point and we are happy to share tips and dig into things even deeper. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are so thrilled to be here sharing this space with you and we can't wait for you to hear what we have coming next. So make sure you're subscribing if you haven't already. So you hear, or you're the first to know about new episodes when they come out. And like Ellie said, like shoot us a little DM or anything, feel free to also, um, if you would like to leave us a five-star review, that is so helpful. On... That would be so validating. Yeah. Be like, wow, we're actually <laughs> like, this is working. Like we, we really get to we connect with you all. Yeah. Um, you can do that on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And until next time, we love you guys. Make sure you're investing in yourself. Take care of yourself and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. <laughs>